Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mix in the Dark. I just wanted to give a quick introduction to my series called Residents of 508. I used to live in a house with the address numbers 508, hence the name Residents of 508. But don't worry, we still own it. Um, and so if you're concerned that you may stumble across a haunted 508 house, I'm here to tell you, don't be. Anyway, this house is special. It was built in 1923 and purchased by my grandma in 1993. And the house has been passed down four generations now. So my grandma owned it. She passed it down to my dad, who passed it to my oldest sister. And right now, her three sons, my nephews, live in that house. Uh, my siblings and I have basically lived there our entire childhood. So we have many, 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 many stories. Anyway, living in that house, I feel like I've never felt frightened to the point of fleeing away. Um, so I don't know if it's considered an actual haunted house. Like you know, like actual spirits reside there. However, there have been many stories around the paranormal from each generation that makes it hard to think that it is not potentially haunted. There are three stories in this series. The first story happened while my grandma still owned the house and was still alive. It is from my personal perspective. Um, I wish that she was here to tell it from hers, but I will try my best. The second story involves my older sister, and she's going to tell it from her perspective. And lastly, the third story is from my nephew. Um, this is the most current story, and it is told from his perspective. Please enjoy Residents of 508. My Story I lived in a house with my grandma, my parents, and eight other siblings. The house was always loud and in complete chaos, but somehow we all managed. I remember just starting third grade at the time. I shared a room with my grandma and the little sister. My little sister and I were in bunk beds next to my grandma's medical bed. I slept on the top bunk and my little sister on the bottom. We all became roommates just that fall, actually, because I felt my grandma needed company. My grandma couldn't walk anymore. She broke her hip bone while falling outside a few years ago. She barely talks nowadays. My dad always gave my siblings and I the chore of feeding her rice porridge and chicken tofu broth. I never liked feeding my grandma because she ate slowly and didn't speak so much, so pretty much the whole meal was a big ball of silence. One particular evening, it was my turn to feed her. I noticed her eyes slowly looked up, then moved to the right, and then to the left. She then said, Meaning, you're all here to visit? I'm so happy. The hairs on the back of my neck stood as I looked up to an empty room. So I said to her, Who are you talking about, Grandma? She looked at me and said, Meaning, they're standing over there. 
I continued feeding her, telling myself that my grandma is probably just getting old and her mind is not all there. I finished feeding her, wiped her face clean, turned on a movie for her to watch, and snuck out of the room. That night, something in me felt uncomfortable in our room. I leaned over my bunk. Not wanting to sound like I was scared, I whispered to my little sister, Hey, do you want to come sleep up here with me? I know you wanted the top bunk. Now's your chance. She yawned, No, I'm fine here, and went back to sleep. I'm not sure how long I laid in my bed, looking up at the ceiling. Suddenly, I heard my grandma adjusting herself in bed. The airplane is on fire, she said. I listened again. She said again. I didn't say anything, pretending that I was still asleep. People are falling, she said. I ignored her. She said, look out the window. A child is falling. Throughout the entire night, I kept hearing her scream, Fire! Fire! It's on fire! They're falling! They're falling! The night felt like forever. As soon as I heard the birds chirping and there was a ray of sunlight coming through the windows, I climbed down from our bunk bed. As I was climbing down, my grandma looked at me and said, How come you were pretending to sleep? I know you heard me. I didn't answer. I headed straight to my parents' room and told them what happened. That day, they disassembled our bunk beds and moved us up to the attic where the rest of my siblings slept. It's weird because also that day, there was a news report that covered a story about a plane crash somewhere near New York killing hundreds of passengers. My sister's story. My story is short. It was a hot, humid, typical summer day. We were on our summer break. My family hated summer school, so we didn't even try to sign up. Although school wasn't on my mind, I am a nerd for the Harry Potter book series. I remember I was reading The Goblet of Fire, and I was at the part where Harry's name was selected out of The Goblet of Fire. I was laying face down on my bed, with the upper half of my body dangling from the edge. My book was on the floor, and my eyes were glued to its pages. My room wasn't really a room, it was the attic. Actually, all of my sisters and I slept in the attic. Fortunately, our attic was long enough to fit five beds evenly, with walking space in between each bed. It looked kind of like your typical military bed layout that you would see on television. At the very end of the attic, we had a decent-sized window that led you to the roof. That was where we had our one desk and one chair for our one computer that we all shared. As I was stretched out happily reading my book, 
I felt my sweat start to roll off the edge of my nose. Our attic did not have any air conditioning, so it was extremely hot and extremely humid. I didn't let that bother me, though. With eight other siblings, that was where I could find the most peace and quiet. I watched the sweat on my nose drip down to my book. Stupid me shook the book, thinking the sweat would roll away. That was when my eyes caught something moving underneath the bed. My hands were still on the floor as I did a push-up to try to turn around when I heard the chair behind me squeak. It sounded like someone just sat down. I froze for a few seconds trying to decide what to do. I slowly lowered my head to look underneath my bed where you could see the end of the attic where our desk and chair were at. My bed was third in line, right in the middle. So that meant I had to look past two beds underneath in order to reach the chair. My eyes adjusted and I couldn't believe what I saw. I saw a pair of bare feet and what looked like very old traditional mong pants sitting on the chair facing me. My nephew's story. I'm not really the type of person who would be curiously interested in the supernatural and paranormal details in life, but this one event changed it all. In the summer of 2019, I had the idea of finally cleaning my 2012 Scion TC. It was slow, but it was quite reliable and drove up to old problems. I was fortunate to be blessed with the company of my girlfriend as she is also an auto enthusiast. Now something relevant to note is that this took place in my garage, which is a two-car garage. My car filled one side and the other half was filled with stacks of paper. These paper were no regular paper. According to my grandma and mother, they were paper for the spirit of the dead to come and take before leaving. Of course, being the skeptic that I am, I had completely let that fact pass my mind. One day, my girlfriend and I went to the garage to clean my car. It was routine for me to keep it clean. It was only until I got to the passenger side rear window that I had noticed something that gave me the biggest chills. There had been a baby-sized footprint on the window. I thought my girlfriend was just playing a joke on me as the footprint was as close to perfect as it can be. It was as if whoever had left the footprint there had left their foot there for hours. As I tried to wipe off the print, I noticed that it wasn't coming off. Trying again and again, I then realized that it was on the inside of my car and not on the outside. That was the moment in which I began to start sweating. These prints were completely impossible to even be there because I'd never let any kids into my car. The footprint was also way too small to just be any kid's footprint. It had to have been an infant or four-year-old max. I don't have any kids. My youngest brother was already 11, 12 years old, and there was no one using my car other than me. The car was also locked in the garage the whole night. I checked. The garage was completely locked. At that point, I am completely confused. Not as creeped out as I should be, though. I brought it to my girlfriend, 
and her being a skeptic just like me thought it might have been a prank. But there is just no way that someone could have made that footprint so perfectly and have it last overnight. At this point, I had to bring it up to my mother and my grandma. My girlfriend also informed her grandmother. I wasn't there when my mother had gotten a shaman lady to wipe it off, so I also never knew the whole story or gotten an explanation. I've always wondered if it had to do with the ghost paper that my grandma had put in the garage the night before. It just never bothered me again. Something also important to note is that I easily get sleep paralysis almost to the point of where I'd gotten it almost every single day. Of course, I'm not a big believer, like I said, in the supernatural or the paranormal, so I turn to science when it comes to explanation, but it was just too much of a coincidence that around the same night, I had a sleep paralysis experience while I was sleeping in the living room where I saw a shadow of a childlike figure at the foot of my couch. I hope you enjoyed those three short stories from my family. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, rate, or send me a message. If you have a scary story that you are dying to share, you can connect with me at mixinthedark at gmail.com.